Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Henry has the night off. Steve Thompson in. You normally hear me on Saturdays. I fill in occasionally for Mike Max and Henry Lake. The Hammer Craig Shepherd is our producer, and this is just what the doctor ordered for the Twins. Uh, they went into L.A. and they got swept by the Dodgers. Uh, the Dodgers are beating up on everyone. They won their 11th straight game tonight. Uh, and the Twins get a day off after losing two over at Chavez Ravine, they go out to Orange County and they take on a struggling Angels team. And then Tyler Malley gets a job done, and you turn it over to a bullpen that, that's set up just as Rocco Baldelli and his coaching staff uh, would have drawn it up. Malley is six innings, Fulmer an inning, Duran an inning, Lopez an inning. 4-0 shutout. They, they got enough run production tonight. Four runs, nine hits, no errors. And the Angels, no runs, four hits, and no errors. It, it couldn't have gone any better tonight for the Minnesota Twins. I, I just don't know how you could have set a script for game one and a very important stretch. And sitting in for Henry on Thursday night here on late night, uh, Hammer and I went and did a deep dive on what the Twins needed to do to right the ship. Is the season over? No, it isn't. But they are in second place, and they haven't been out of first place since late April. So there could be baggage there. There, there could be uh, this thought where doubt starts to creep in. Are we any good? Can we get back in first place? Can we ultimately run down a Cleveland Guardians team that's playing very well, and, and we'll have another rundown of the scores uh, a little bit later on. You, you heard Gino do that earlier in the post-game show. But that, that all could have happened, and it is amazing when you get a starting pitcher, one of the new guys, go out and pitch the way he did tonight. Now, now granted, this is, this is a bad Angels team. There's no question. Uh, they, 
they are one of the bottom feeders, not only in the American League, but they're one of the bottom feeders in the major leagues. And considering they have an owner that over the years has been willing to spend money, you could argue that the LA Angels have spent their money less wisely than any other team in the major leagues. I, I, I don't know who would who would even challenge them. Sure, every big money club makes bad decisions and signs bad contracts, but the Angels have to be at the top of the list. And and I just don't know if the Twins could have picked a, a better club to play and get the performance they did tonight. And now, and Hammer and I talked before we went on the air, and th- this is so true, Craig. Now you get it and take advantage. You, you start this important stretch, three with the Angels on the road. You come home, you get the Royals, and you get the Rangers. A 10-game stretch. Seven of those at home at Target Field. And the thought was, seven out of ten is got to be the goal. Eight out of ten would be ideal because you need to get on a run right now. You you need to get back uh, either in first or right on Cleveland's heels. You, you can't afford to lose any more ground because it gets scary. They're a game and a half now. All of a sudden, two and a half can turn into three and a half in a couple of days. And then you start thinking, hey, even if we play pretty well, and Cleveland continues to play better than 500 ball, it starts to become a big hill to climb. So the Twins can't afford to lose ground. But it, I, I just don't think there's any doubt. Uh, your point before we went on the air was, now you got to take advantage. What are you going to do Saturday? What are you going to do Sunday? And then a big stretch coming up next week against teams you should beat. Yeah, you bring up a good point, Stephen. Last night we talked about these series coming up with the Angels in Anaheim this weekend then the Royals in town, followed by the Texas Rangers. Yep. I call these get-well series. These are t- these are series against teams that you know you're better than, teams yep. you should be able to beat convincingly, and teams you should take two out of three from. And tonight they got great stuff from Alley, give you six solid innings, exactly what you needed. You saw the bullpen do their job, which is what they envisioned when they made these trades and everything. Yep. And they've got the first game of the series. Now you guys do it tomorrow night with Dylan Bundy on the hill. Yeah, and I I would say Bundy has shown signs of being a serviceable starter, you know, a number four guy. I I am totally fine with with Bundy if if he's your four or your five guy. I'm with you. If Bundy's facing a team like the Astros or the Yankees, I'm going to have my concerns. But if you're facing a team like the Angels, the Royals, or the Rangers, he's on the hill, I expect to go at least five innings, maybe hopefully six out of there, and, you know, give at least a quality start and the team a chance to win the game. And I think it was great that they left Malley in the game. And I know Gino had that cut and the mound visit and the fact that he got to stay in the game. I think that is encouraging <coughs> because if there has been an ongoing criticism from Twins fans this year is that Rocco Baldelli is at a very quick hook, that they have not – allowed starters to go deep into ball games, even if all indications are give them another inning, see what they've got. They have been very careful with their starters. So for Malley to ultimately hang in there, go six, and then set up the bullpen beautifully, I think, once again, I'll go back to my uh, beginning thought. 
it couldn't have gone any better tonight. No, I you, don't know how you draw up a better outcome than tonight. No, you're exactly right. Tyler Malley gave the team exactly what they needed tonight, which was six quality innings. He got a quality start out of it. And that's what they need from the starters going forward. I mean, I know they've, they've had a quick hook this year, and you know some of that's due to high pitch counts where you throw like 90 pitches in four innings or so. But a lot of it's times where you're like, you know, the third time through the order's coming up and they just don't trust the numbers against them. And truthfully, I think pitchers have to earn that trust. I don't think it should really be a quick hook right away when the uh, leadoff guy comes up for the third time in the order. If he's pitching well or pitching decent, you know, have him work through it, have your bullpen ready to go if he gets in trouble at all. A lot of times it's premature, and tonight I credit Rocco. He talked to Malley. Malley said, I'm good to go finish this inning. Rocco had faith in him, and Malley rewarded him beginning the out and getting out of the jam. Yeah, for sure. And then then the bullpen comes into a completely different situation. And I always go back to when when you get a bullpen set up the way you want and and you get the seventh inning guy, the eighth inning guy, and the ninth inning guy lined up. What what club do you think about? I think about the Kansas City Royals and the, I by no means the new look Twins bullpen. I'm not comparing to that World Championship Royals team that had that that lights out bullpen. The Royals had the lead going into the seventh inning. The game was over. Yeah, I mean the but, two the two teams come to mind for me are also that Kansas City Royal team for 2014 and 15, and also that Phillies team that won 2008 because they had the famous bridge to Lidge where their stars would go six innings, they were reliable seventh inning, eighth inning setup guy. Then Brad Lidge came in and closed the door in the ninth inning. Yeah, and once again, but when you get that bullpen coming in fresh to start an inning. I think it's a completely different situation than, okay, uh, here we go. First guy out of the bullpen's got to bail out a starter who's in a jam. So it, it just sets up beautifully. And I think when you look at this lineup, um, I, ideally, um, Jose Miranda, w- what a year he has had and how important has he been to this team. Uh, we we all know about Byron Buxton. He did play in center field, which is a very encouraging sign. Carlos Correa, as we've talked about earlier in the week on the program, and, and I brought it up on Sports to the Max when I was sitting in for Maxi on Wednesday night, I, I think you could argue that, that Carlos Correa at this point in time, with the bat anyway, you, you'd maybe give him a C-plus grade on his season. Mm-hmm. Now, as as a shortstop defensively, he, he's definitely a, a grade-A shortstop. You, you give him an A on his defensive play, I don't think there's any doubt about it. We, we don't know what happens behind closed doors in the clubhouse and the leadership, so it's difficult to grade. But I would say with the bat, C, C-plus for Correa this year. So it makes it even more important when Jose Miranda. And then the fact that you know you, you got a, a really good night out of Gio Urshelo and Gilberto Celestino. I mean... That's huge, and I'll say it again, and this won't be the only time I say it. I'll I'll say it again tomorrow when I'm out ahead of the Twins and the Angels in game two of the three-game set. They need more production out of Correa with the bat, period. No, I agree with you on that. Getting back to Miranda, I think another thing about Jose that we should point out, too, is that, you know, Miguel Sano's been out of the lineup most of the year. It's like, who's picking up the slack for Sano? Who's driving in the runs? Miranda wasn't picked up the entire slack. He's done a nice job in the role there, playing DH and playing first base and driving and runs. I mean, I don't know where this line would be without his bat in the lineup. Oh, no. And, 
I, I think there were some defensive shortcomings. I think he will get better there. There, there were concerns that, you know, is this guy ready to play at third base or first base in the major leagues? Maybe not when he came up, but his bat has been invaluable. And then, of course, the emergence of Luis Arise is one of the top-tier hitters in the American League and one of the top-tier hitters in the major league. He has fallen off a little bit, but, you know, he's still hitting at a 332 clip. I don't think you can complain at all about, you know, what you've had out of Miranda and Arise this year. And once again, it's not a negative. The fact that the Twins are a game and a half out and they haven't seen a ton out of Correa offensively. They're going to need that down the stretch. Middle of August to the end of the season in early October, they're, they're going to need more out of Carlos Correa's bat. All right. Uh, phone lines are open. Text lines are open. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Uh, we'll have some highlights again. We'll, we'll have some post-game audio uh, Twins win, beat the Angels 4-0. The losing streak is over. Uh, they hang in there a game and a half behind Cleveland in the American League Central Division. Tyler Malley, terrific job. Six innings, he gets his first Twins victory. Moves to 6-7 and seven on the season overall. And final pitch will continue in a moment here on News Talk. E3O, WCCO. It is final pitch. Steve in for Henry tonight here on Late Night. The Hammer Crank Schrepper is our producer. And this just a feel-good win all the way around for the Minnesota Twins. They go in. They beat the Angels 4-0 tonight. Nice crowd, 33,000-plus in Anaheim for that game. Uh, Tyler Malley, terrific job. First Twins victory tonight, the second start. And then they turn it over to the bullpen. Former Duran Lopez. Uh, close it out, uh, and the Angels uh, stymied all night. No runs, four hits, no errors, and Chris Atterbury had this tidbit when the game went final. Tenth shutout of the season for the Twins. They keep pace with Cleveland. They sit a game and a half back in the Central Division. And, um, the way the bullpen is structured now, I think there is a little more confidence going into the final six weeks of the season, Hammer. I'm with you on that. Here's what I like from the bullpen tonight. You look at the uh, pitch county from the seventh inning on. Michael Fulmer, 12 pitches, 8 strikes. Yohan Duran, 15 pitches, 9 strikes. Jorge Lopez, 10 pitches, 8 strikes. I mean, they were very efficient with throwing the ball tonight and you know, getting strikes right away and keeping the pitch count down. Basically now, because Fulmer threw 12 pitches, Duran threw 15, Lopez threw 10, they're able to go tomorrow night if they need to, which is important because you got Archer going on Sunday, you know you're going to have a bullpen then. So if Bundy has a short start, you have a full bullpen for tomorrow then who's their leftover goes on Sunday. Well, and that's why it's huge. And, and you brought up Bundy in segment number one. Against this Angels club, you, you need another quality start. This is where Bundy, is a veteran guy, has to see the situation and say, look, we got to hang in there. We don't know what Cleveland's going to do. Now, Cleveland right now playing Toronto. Twins split a four-gamer with Toronto before they – came out to California. We all know the controversial end of that series. But but nevertheless, Toronto's a good club, but Cleveland's playing well right now. Yeah. you got to give him credit. And I go back to Bundy, and it's kind of like he knows. He's been around. This is a big opportunity because they, they got Malley to start tonight, and now you want to build on it. Yeah. And, and I think that gets back to the point that, that you brought up before the show tonight. 
this is an opportunity now to get a little momentum and, and get on that roll where you win 8 out of 10. This is the opportunity to get that done, and that will set up the Twins nicely as they get to the end of the month and in the stretch drive in, in September when it gets cooler and every game takes on more and more importance as we get to the end of the regular season. So it is a big spot for Bundy tomorrow night uh, to, to follow up what Malley did tonight. Yeah, and I'll argue, of all these twin starters, Bundy starts are the most important out of the starting rotation because with Archer behind him the next day, you don't know what you're getting out of Archer. You don't know if you're getting four innings. You don't know if you're getting five innings. I mean, you know with Archer, it's probably going to be a bullpen day. So Bundy starts are important because you want to keep the bullpen as fresh as possible should Archer struggle the next day. If Bundy struggles goes only three innings, your bullpen's wiped out for the next day. You're in a world of hurt. Yeah, and, and there's another start coming up, and I, I think this is – Worth mentioning. I'm not in a panic about Joe Ryan, no. but but Joe Ryan's next start coming up, you know, is a big one as well. You know, the the, the kid needs to bounce back. Yeah, and lucky for him, he faced the Kansas City Royals, which is much yeah. much different than facing the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. And you look at the Dodgers, and I alluded to that. They they are just crushing everyone. Now, now granted. Uh, they were in Kansas City, but and and they didn't get going until late. Uh, this was a scoreless game going to the seventh. Dodgers put a five spot on the board in the seventh, and then three in the eighth, and they pound the Royals eight to three. And now the Dodgers have won eleven games in a row. So once again, no shame in getting beat by the Dodgers. They're beating everybody right now. But it couldn't have worked out better. You get a day off, clear your head, enjoy Southern California, show up at the ballpark tonight, and once again, I don't think it could have worked out better uh, for the home nine in a 4-0 victory. I mean, if you sat down this afternoon and drew up a script, you know, beyond Malley throwing a no-hitter tonight, I don't know how you would have drawn it up any better. Yeah. Well, you know, other... One of those unusual occurrences. This went as good as could be expected tonight. Yeah, and the other thing with the Twins, too, is that they're one of three teams this year not to have a four-game losing streak, along with the Braves and the Mets. So, like, you know, they'll take their lumps for a couple games, but you by the fourth game or so, they're able to get back on track, get back in the win column, and, you know, hopefully you can run off a string of victories here to even that out. Yeah, so after what, you know, was kind of a downer end to that Toronto series, poor call by the umpires, and then getting swept by the Dodgers, the Kirilov news uh, certainly didn't help. You know, this this put good feelings in the air, if you will. Now, when we come back here on Final Pitch, uh, we're going to have some of those highlights and uh, some of the post-game audio. Uh, the Hammer's done a nice job putting it together, of course, with our friends at the Treasure Island Baseball Network, and we'll get into that in a moment. By the way, you can still send a text or give us a call, 651-461-9226, 651-461-9226. Twins win beat the Angels in game one of the three-game set in Southern California tonight here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Twins win beat the Angels 4-0, game one of the three-game set. Same two teams tomorrow night. We'll take a look at that momentarily, but we want to jump in uh, to the highlights from the ball game uh, tonight in that uh, happy Twins win. Tyler Malley, a terrific job. Now, we go to inning number two where Gilberto Celestino got the Twins on the board. 
As this ball hit high in the air, deep left field, headed for the bullpen, and gone. Gilberto Celestino with a two-run rocket here in the second, and the Twins lead the game 2-0. Chris Atterbury, Dan Gladden on the call for this series at Anaheim, and, of course, Corey Provis taking a little time off. Now, those two runs were what twin starter Tyler Malley needed early on as he was dialed in. The 3-2. Taken for a called strike three. Good-looking pitch, four-seam fastball, and that was dotted on the glove of Sandy Leon. We go to the third where Malley faced arguably the best player in the game, Shohei Otani, and it was Malley who won the battle. Two outs, and Fletcher will be moving. Arise backs up behind him. There he goes. Pitch delivered. Called strike three, and he struck him out with a fastball. Tyler Malley fans Otani to end the inning. He has four strikeouts and three scoreless in Anaheim tonight. Yeah, good news. We go to the six where the Twins extended their lead thanks to Gio Urshela. Two balls and a strike. Meyer delivers a hit in the air left field. Well, Adele back. Turn it around. Go. Urshela with a three-hit night. A hanging breaking ball. Connects for his 11th homer. Twins now lead three to nothing. We go to the bottom of the six where the Angels were threatening. Rocco Baldelli comes out to the mound and decides to leave Malley in the game, and Malley rewarded his manager for his faith in him. And look at that. Rocco's going to turn around and head back to the dugout. See if he stays high with the hard stuff. It's a sign from Leon in the pitch. Lifted in the air, right field. Kepler back on the track, squares up, has room. Just a long, loud fly ball out. Nice job, Tyler Malley. We go to the eighth where Luis Arise adds an insurance run for the Twins. The pitch swung on, rolled towards the first baseman. Walsh under his diving effort and into right field for an RBI single. Miranda strolls home and Luis Arise with an RBI single makes it 4-0 Minnesota Twins. Yeah, good news. Twins end their three-game losing streak, beating the Angels 4-0 in SoCal tonight. Manager Rocco Baldelli after the game. I was really happy with what I saw from everyone. It started with our starting pitcher, and uh, Tyler went out there. And, you know, when you're holding the other side to, to nothing and you're going into the middle of the game, like we always talk about, it's hard to be in a much better spot than that on a pitching front. He's strong, and he likes to pitch into those spots in the game, and he likes to pitch through those spots. But it was a uh, really nice, really nice night for him. That gets you going, and that you know that gives you confidence to go out there and play the game. We had some big swings, made some uh, some plays out there. It all came together nicely. Yeah, it, it, no doubt a good win for the Twins tonight. Here's the manager on the Celestino home run. Which for us to be able to go up the there and, uh, you know, for Selly to break out like that, get a get a big uh, a big hit, drive in a couple runs, and, and uh, really, you know, get the offensive engine going. That was great. And I think, you know, all the fellas out there are really enjoying, you know, watching Selly go deep and uh, everything that goes along with that. But it was a great swing. Rocco and why left Malley in to finish the sixth. I went out there thinking that I was probably going to take him out of the game, but really in in, in a lot of those spots you're reading more um, maybe body language sometimes than what the, the pitcher actually tells you most of the time, and we don't do it very often, obviously, but most of the time the guys are going to say they, they want to stay in the game, but uh, he seemed very relaxed and uh, uh, intent on um, on pitching he didn't he did not appear to be a guy that was had any interest in coming out of the game and that's what I came back to the dugout and told a couple of the guys so he got the job done 
Yeah, and the manager went on to talk about a starter getting stronger as he pitched. What I heard from our group when we looked into him and were, you know, hopeful to acquire him, that was something that we talked about. David Bell was a big, you know, conversations, uh, you know, he was a big part of kind of talking me through who he is and, and what Tyler does and what kind of what kind of pitcher he is. And then just watching him. He stays very composed. It, it, it really looks like you're getting, you know, the same very good version or a better version in the in the fourth, fifth, sixth inning as you are at any other point in the game. He doesn't change at all. He's still coming at you. And when he needed a little extra too, uh, he gave you a little extra, you know, 94 up there, and still the good uh, the good ride. So you're getting what you want to see later in the outing. Yeah, and then finally, uh, Rocco on Gior Shella's big night. And you'd think the triple would be the easy part. Just a big day all around for him. I mean, when you when you look up, Gio has a great night. Celestino's productive. That's what made the night offensively for us. And uh, we're going to continue to need that from those guys. And again, the different parts of the order are going to have to contribute. But but seeing those guys come up uh, come up huge. I mean, we we're going to expect it from them. But it is big when they do that. Yeah, good win. Twins win, beat the Angels 4-0. Same two teams coming up on Saturday night. Totals again. Twins, four runs, nine hits, no errors. The Angels, no runs, four hits, no errors. Twins, 10th shutout win of the season. Mally the win, 6-7 and seven overall this season is ERA. For the season, 4.26 gets his Twins, uh, first Twins victory tonight. Uh, same two teams tomorrow night. And we're going to get started a little bit later on, on a Saturday, uh, as you might expect with the Saturday night tilt in Southern California. Our pregame show begins at 7.30. Back that up one hour, Twins Magazine show at 6.30. And then, of course, the first pitch after uh, 8 o'clock on Saturday night from Southern California. Dylan Bundy will be on the mound, 6-5 and five this year. His ERA at 5.01, but he has been better as of late. He's He's been much better this summer than he was uh, this spring. So Dylan Bundy on the mound. Series finale on Sunday, and that is a, a matinee, but a little bit later start. Friendly reminder, inside Twins at 2, pregame 2.30, first pitch after 3 o'clock. Twins fly home late Sunday night and open a series with the Kansas City Royals. And on that homestand, the Texas Rangers come to town. So an important stretch uh, for the Twins. And one other thing I wanted to do is just quickly get you up to date on key games. Uh, Cleveland blew out Toronto 8-0. The Guardians, eight runs, 14 hits, no errors. They hold the Blue Jays to uh, no runs, three hits, and no errors. So they're a game and a half in front. Uh, The White Sox hold serve. They stay in third place, three and a half back as Chicago beat visiting Detroit. Uh, 2-0 on the south side. White Sox, two runs, eight hits, no errors. Uh, the Tigers, no runs, three hits, and no errors in that ball game. So you're up to date on the headlines. But uh, Hammer, kind of a happy result and a, a good way to wrap up the week with the, with a nice win. I think smiles all around. Who says the Twins can't win in Los Angeles? hey um it 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 counts they are they are the los angeles angels and once again back to that dodgers series as deflating that was they're beating everybody yeah but here's they're 
they're just thumping everybody. They're hot right now, but I saw some cracks in the Dodger roster that would serve me in the postseason. I'm not sure about that bullpen without Kimbrell closing games or basically how they get to Kimbrell with their uh, relief staff and everything. They have a lot of relievers hurt right now, so they're trying to patch it all together. And there's a couple key starters. I know Bueller's out for a while now. I think Kershaw's been dealing with an injury this year, too. So we'll see how much how sharp the Dodgers will become October. Yeah, and what, what what's crazy about that, the, the Mets are, are playing really, really well. But the story in New York has been about the Yankees and Aaron Judge. But but the Mets have won 73 ball games, you know, head-to-head. They're five games behind the New York Mets, and I, and I think actually it's like six because they haven't played an equal number of games. But but as ridiculous as this Dodger run has been, winning eleven in a row, you know the, the Mets continue to play very good ball. They're eight and two in their last ten. They're seventy three and forty at the moment, and a six game lead over a very solid Atlanta Braves club in the NL East. That would be a fabulous NLCS. And how many times do the Dodgers have a really good regular season during the year only to fall short in the playoffs? Yeah. Um, hey, don't count out the Mets. No. They, they got some elite pitching on the front end of that rotation. Hey, Hammer, it's been great. Twins get the win. By the way, the Lynx lost to Seattle 96-69. One to go. They get uh, Connecticut on Sunday on the road. They need a win. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.